Hello, and welcome to another episode of Confessions of a PYP Teacher. I'm Luke Gerlach from Think Chat. Welcome to confession number 60, where we're going to look at the ATL social skills from the perspective of our specialists and our supporting teachers. All right, friends, so we're going to look at social skills. Social skills are so important in the specialist and supporting classes. They reinforce what is being done in the rest of the school. So we need to find some consistency in modeling them to our students. In this episode, we're going to try to examine the social skills that learners need in order to operate within the world. We'll be using the same social skills as grades one to six, but apply them to our unique roles. You will see some um, overlaps because... Um, a lot of these apply. But first, let's look at some of the skills that we as educators need to model so our learners are able to apply it to their own practice. So we need to provide explicit opportunities for students to practice and develop these skills. Provide opportunities for students to reflect on their social skills. Reflect and feedback on different interactions but they observe. Offer students opportunities to see that other people with their differences can also be right. Use the language of the learner profile in conversations and discussions and in the development of essential agreements. Model the social skills. The social, the social sub-skills help learners to know how to appropriately interact within your classrooms. And there's going to only be two sub-skills um, within social, which are interpersonal relationships and social and emotional intelligence. You know, what really pops out to me is interpersonal relationships. You know, I am constantly thinking about how these relationships that we develop with one with another, why they're so important, especially in um, the group the grade levels, and as well as the groups that you teach. Interpersonal relationships frame everything. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to marry um, the success criteria with what teachers can do and give some practical examples. So let's look at that success criteria, practice empathy and care for others. What the heck does that mean? I think empathy is one of the hardest things for children and and even adults to understand. It's one thing to show compassion to another who's in pain or, you know, be a recess buddy. It's another thing to show empathy. Empathy is the ability to see a situation from another person's point of view. That's more difficult. It requires us to truly listen, observe, and then listen some more. And I love this quote from Daniel Goleman. He says that empathy represents the foundation skill for all the social competencies important for work. So if we're really thinking about the future and developing these young people who are going to be able to take over the world, they need to develop empathy so that they can know how to work well with others and be able to build those relationships. So how do we then build empathy um, you know, with each other. Well, there's um, two um, things that teachers can do that really popped out. So the first one is provide explicit opportunities for students to practice and develop these skills. Say what? I have to support empathy development in my class too. 
Yes, siree. We want our learners to see that social skills transcend throughout the school as part of our transdisciplinary approach to learning. So how can we possibly do this? Here's some ideas. So I'll give you EIL. We can show empathy while we're practicing language development. We recognize that everyone grows at the same rate, so we celebrate that growth. We celebrate the journey, not the end result. PE, we can show empathy when acquiring new skills. Not everyone is going to be sporty. And so we're not going to have those, you know, um, fine and gross motor skills, possibly. Hand-eye coordination. So we learn to support others who are struggling with this skill development. Another possibility of showing empathy is provide opportunities for students to reflect on their social skills. Well, how often are we getting students in your classes to reflect on learning and the social situations during the day? Is this, you know, how we grow in our understanding of empathy and how we use appropriate social skills in certain situations? Well, why aren't we offering opportunities for that to happen? So thinking about science lab or science experiments, We can show empathy by reflecting on our own social skills and identifying strengths and areas of growth in related to general, but also in related to um, acquisition of science knowledge. In art, we can examine how artists use light, color, shape to evoke feeling within their pieces of artwork and reflect how this might apply to us. How and how do those, you know, based on what we're feeling from the artwork, what does that mean about how we feel about the world and our place in it? So many ways you could go with that. So we're now going to another subskill criteria. Listen closely to others' perspectives and instructions. I remember in teacher's college being taught the difference between hearing and listening. And I want to reiterate that here, that hearing is simply the act of hearing information that's coming at us. But listening is active participation of receiving those ideas and giving them value. I love the fact that someone stated that it is being curious. And isn't that what we want our learners to be? Curious. They're curious about what's coming out of someone else's mouth. So how do you engage your learners to be actively engaged in listening and developing their curiosity in your content area or in your support role? Very important. So how do we do this? Well, we can offer students opportunities to see that other people with their different differences can also be right. There are many possibilities for this of looking at different ideas, PE coming up with different ways of taking certain movements and creating a new game. You know, it it can go on. The one that really popped out at me is within special education. You know, most students think their way of looking at the world is right. We need to help them understand there are multiple possibilities that are equally right. And we can do this by looking at different texts of a similar theme and examine what are the characters feeling and look at how we might react in that similar situation. 
discuss how all people feel and react in different ways, and they're all right based on where they are, their culture, their emotional journey, and there's no one right way to feel and express those feelings. Another possibility is reflect and feedback on different interactions um, they observe. And I think this applies to all teachers is that, you know, the next step in the process of actively listening is reflecting on the process. This is so crucial in developing confident listeners and identifying possible misconceptions that they have along the way. So how does your schedule allow for regular reflection of the learning process? Or I know you probably only have 45 minutes to an hour, but give three minutes for reflection, even if it's oral. And if, you know, where can you carve that out? Because that's so important. Now, the last one that I want to focus on, the subskill, um, is advocate for one's own rights and needs and those of others. And when we're thinking about, you know, social skills, this is the one where kids are going to mess up the most, where they're going to be trying so hard to advocate for themselves. They're hearing, yes, stand up for your rights, voice your opinions, but then they bumble it, right? They come up and stand up in the middle of your classroom when it's not an appropriate time. They might do it in a voice that's not appropriate. So it often comes off as rude or disruptive or inappropriate. But in their minds, they're like, no, I'm doing what you asked me to do, which is to advocate for myself and for others. So how do we get them to do this appropriately Um, There are two possibilities, which I like, is use the language of the learner profile in conversations and discussions and in the development of the essential agreements. And I think this applies to all of the specialists and support teachers is, you know, let's look at the first part, learning, learner profile in conversations and discussions. You know, one way is using that language of the learner profile to scaffold the process. Model the learner profile attributes throughout your lessons um, in making requests and redirect student behavior. I'd zoom in on one to two that I'm going to focus in on that week for everyone I'm teaching so that it becomes very easy for you since you're seeing so many students. And then talk about it orally talk about it. Well, where did you notice I um, utilized the um, learner profile to help you develop social skills? That's going to be a lot more meaningful than teaching a lesson and framing around social skills. And then lastly is when you're creating essential agreements. That is going to be, you need to create essential agreements um, that, you know, and maybe each um, class within the grade level or, um, you know, or each grade level has a portion of it so that everyone in the, that you teach has had a hand in co-creating a portion of the essential agreement. But the essential agreements are more than rules. They're, they're expectations of, you know, social skill development and also, um, where we want to strive. And there are going to be times that our kiddos make mistakes because they're human. We make mistakes. And if they help you co-create those success criteria, you know, 
in the frame of essential agreements, then what's going to happen is they're going to be able to handle facing the consequence much more easily because they help design them. That's called ownership. And remember, the learner profile attributes are more than a list of character traits, but a way that we govern our lives so that we can become more internationally minded. You have a part in that too. Don't forget that. You reinforce and you provide different opportunities for children to see the, um, these social skills in a new light. So my friends, oof, I'm tuckered now. So go and have a nice dinner and um, I'll see you um, the next time that we meet to talk about self-management skills. <music>